You've reached the Onkin Radio Podcast. Nick Onkin here, exploring the world from creativity, consciousness, and everything in between to help you alchemize your life to its fullest expression. Hello, hello, my fellow creators, my fellow earthlings. Nick Onkin here for another Onkin Radio Podcast. Last one, well, this will be dropped the first of the year in January. But I'm going to recap 11 things that I learned this last year in 2021. Another crazy-ass year we just had. Yeah, so, you know, I think learnings, you know, life is always a learning process. And so learning things to take into the new year, to new to practice this next year, um, and to learn more. I think having that attitude of, you know, we're always either winning or learning. And, you know, life is a learning experience, which is a a mindset to take on. I don't know about you, but the last year (laughs) seems to have been quite, you know, uh, big challenges along the way. You know, this, this never ending COVID shenanigans of the world just adds an extra layer of things to deal with along with just regular life stuff and getting older as we get older you know we we go through different pieces of the journey and this this past year was quite a journey which I'll get into and some of the things that I've learned uh along the way and um it's been a different space of life a different space of creation for me diving into new into new modalities and new mediums especially the medium of music, learning how to DJ, learning now I'm learning music production and just following where my joys and passions are are landing and things that I'm interested in and and playing around with, you know. I think that's a huge huge piece of growth is to always be creating as we've talked about many many times before in this podcast, but we're either consuming or we're creating. And I think sometimes we can even, you know, if we intentionally sit down to consume, maybe it is a conscious part of creation, creating the space for you to, to learn and to grow through something that you're consuming. But then also noticing where you're consuming and being entertained just because you don't want to engage with anything else or you don't want to create. I think there's a a balance there. So with that said, we're creating now. We're creating a podcast. We're creating new learnings and, and sharing that with you listening now. So let's just dive into this at the moment. 11 things I learned this last year in 2021. And the first thing, and these are in no particular order, I just jotted these down as I was thinking of them. So the first one is that health optimization is of the utmost importance. And if anything, this last year and a half, I don't know about you, but for me, going through all of this COVID garbage, it's added an extra layer of of craziness and um, health concern, right? And if you look into health and research and medical stuff, one of the biggest things is your own health and immune system. And that goes into the things that 
that you put into your body, the food, the supplements, the exercise, the meditation, like managing stress and fear. I mean, this whole last year and a half has added an extra layer of fear and anxiety inducing what do you want to call it? It's a, it's, it's, it's added an extra layer to the shit that we have to manage and deal with and having the tools to de-stress the body, to de-stress the mind amongst all the fear mongering that's happening across media, social media, all the different things. I know for me, like it's definitely been a huge layer of fear that I've had to deal with and stress in my own life and, and, and learnings. So being able to dive into health and and wellness has been something that's become an actual bigger passion of mine over the last couple of years. One of my favorite people I like to listen to in that space is Sean Stevenson, the Model Health Show. He's got a lot of great podcasts, episodes on, and he does the research. Like he goes into the scientific papers and, and helps you see where things, you know, what, what's beneficial to you <laughs> from everything that's going on from stress to vitamin D to, I mean, that's just a couple of things. Sleep. He wrote a book on, on maximizing your sleep. So all these different things I've been to do, like taking all kinds of supplements, elixirs, different things. A few products that have been really on my radar have been Cogni Nourish and uh, Cork Human by at Nourish Me, N-U-R-I-S-H dot me. And they, you can use the code Onkin20 if you want to get a, a discount there. They have a micro nano curcumin product that helps with inflammation. I'll talk about that a little bit later. They, uh, there's another product called Nanosoma, which helps take your body back to its heal itself in its normal state. Uh, I mean, I've been loving Organifi, Glow Vegan Protein. All right, my friend, I want to tell you about today's sponsor. And it is one of my favorite brands, Organifi. Uh, as you know, I'm all about putting healthy things into my body and using different supplements and things to get the nutrients that I need uh, when I can't always have access to them through other means of vegetables and things like that. So one of my favorite uh, mixtures is something that I like to mix three of their products together. It's the pure, the red juice, and the green juices. And it's a power pack of nutrients in the morning. Um, so I've been doing this every morning. And what's been great is I've been taking it on my travels so that I can keep some daily nutrients with me, especially when it's a very travel schedule. I don't always have access to foods that I want to eat. Um, so it's a great staple, great way to um, bring things on the road. They have little travel packs too, which is perfect. So you can just drop them in, mix them with water, and they're delicious less than three grams of sugar, uh, which is very, very little, and it's all organic. Either way, no processed sugars. Uh, so the green juice, which is great, is just you get your daily doses, your daily dose of nutrients that you need. You just mix it with water. There's 11 superfoods like ashwagandha, morninga, chlorella, spirulina, turmeric, and much more. The red juice is a superfood berry blend that contains adaptogens, antioxidants, and a clinical dose of cordyceps mushrooms, which is highly, highly beneficial to you. There's 13 superfoods for energy support like beets, blueberries, acai, pomegranate, Siberian ginseng, reishi mushrooms, rhodiola, and more. So it gives you a bunch of energy without the caffeine 
Um, and then Pure. Uh, Pure is about promoting gut health and the morning brain fog is very helpful. It promotes healthy BDNF levels and mental clarity. For those of you that don't know what that is, I didn't. I had to look this up. Uh, brain-derived neurotropic factor. It's the key molecule involved in plastic changes related to learning and memory. So neuroplasticity, things like that. Uh, what's great, it's infused with lion's mane and coffee berry. Got baobab from an African fruit that contains 10 times the amount of vitamin C that oranges do. It's got apple cider vinegar to improve gut health. Contains all kinds of other goodies like aloe vera, ginger root, monk fruit, digestive enzymes, and more. So you can go check this out, uh, Organifi.com. That's with an I uh, at the end, not a Y. And you can use the code ONKEN, O-N-K-E-N, for 15% off at checkout. Um, another one I've been really into is Anima Mundi. They make all kinds of different herbs and things. I've been making elixirs and um, just getting my health game on point. You know, movement every day, working out every day, meditating every day, and just being in that has made it a lot more manageable, has made my life more manageable. Not drinking has also helped that that cause as well. And I had COVID a few couple months ago and, you know, had a milder case of it. So it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. And I think because I'm keeping my health up to par. Uh, so that health, health, look into your health, people. Your health is your number one. You ever notice when you're sick, you just wish you had <laughs> your health? Well, take care of yourself, take care of your body, pay attention to what you're putting into it. Are you eating healthy foods? Are you exercising? Are you, are you doing what it takes to maintain and optimize this little earth suit of ours? Okay, well, let's go to jump on to number two. We're, we're moving in. Identity alchemy is never ending and is a personal growth process. So identity alchemy is a, is a process that I've been developing over the last year primarily oriented towards creating a personal brand, a personal visual brand that aligns with who you are from the inside out. But the identity alchemy process, deconstruct, curate, and become is something that I've gone through multiple times in my life, not only just to create a personal brand, but just as I've grown, I, you know, we, as we grow, we, we let go of old identities or struggle to let go of those and create new ones and we create new belief systems as we learn new things as we're reading books as we're taking in new information our identity sh our identities shift that is the identity alchemy process so the identity alchemy process in terms of utilizing it is a process that is a you can do intentionally you can use utilize for your own growth and development and as a piece of awareness. So if you want to, if you want to learn more about that process, you can DM me over at, at Nick Honkin. DM me the letters IA and we'll put you on the list to learn more about that. There's also a couple, I did a, uh, another podcast, uh, a couple podcasts on and blog posts on it, on the site, onkinradio.com. Number three, uncomfortable conversations are growth. And this is something that I was never taught growing up. Uh, you know, I was always taught to avoid conflict and hard conversations. And that's just like how it was. I grew up in a very conservative Christian home where emotions weren't shown, arguments weren't shown. And it, in, in that respect, it was taught that it was bad. And I'm learning and pushing myself through having uncomfortable conversations, especially in relationship, 
with other people and it's a growing process and it's something that you have to kind of push yourself to do and that's something I've been growing through and utilizing my voice and and sharing and being vulnerable and it's all a journey it's all a learning process so for me that's been always a challenge and I've had some different relationships this year where I've had to dive deeper and to have open conversations and on the other side has been beautiful and deeper connections and and creating more love in in general in my life with with people that I I care about. So, number 4. The universe has bigger plans, just trust. This is an interesting one because my mom my mom passed this year from from cancer. She's been battling it for a couple of years, pancreatic cancer and you know, at a certain point we knew this day would come. And uh it was all so interesting the way things played out. And uh, I was out in LA or I was out in Seattle visiting my parents. I came back home and ended up getting COVID and I was supposed to go to Egypt the next week. Well, I was just starting to feel better. And then I was going to, I was going to get on a plane and fly 10 hours plus a six hour time difference. And so I decided, I was like, I need a couple more days at home to rest and recuperate because I know that it'll probably like take it out of me if I end up flying across the world and and uh, and I had a couple extra days earlier there so I pushed my ticket two more days and on that day that I was getting into the cab into the Uber to go to the airport to go to Egypt my mom FaceTimed me and I was like oh man uh oh and as I was getting in the Uber, she told me she had a really bad night. And then she thought it was, you know, thinks it's her time to transition. And I was in shock. I wasn't expecting it to come at this at this point in time. And I thought we had a little bit more time. And I was, you know, shocked. And I got, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes down the road and had the Uber turn around, went back home. And then I flew back home to Seattle. And I was able to be there for her last breath. And it was one of the most powerful experiences. And honestly, if I didn't get COVID, I probably would have gotten stuck in, I would have already been in Egypt by the time she called and I would have been stuck, probably gotten stuck there and had a hard time really getting back home and would have had to fly all the way to Seattle. So that was the silver lining, if that's what you want to call it. But, you know, the universe had bigger plans and it took getting COVID to get me back home, to be able to like, uh, for the for the times to align to get, so I could be there for her passing. And I'm so grateful that I was able to be there and, and be a part of it because it was, it was a profound, profound experience to to witness and to be there and to walk her home. If you want to learn, hear more about my thoughts and the story and all of that, I did a podcast on it called Death and Transition, onkin.co slash death. Uh, you can find that episode over there, or you can scroll through the Apple podcast or Spotify. It's on there. Let's see. Number five, relationships are complicated. And it's always a funny dance, right? We, you know, we go through different, different timings of relationships and openings of things and different dynamics with different people. And, and 
one of those people is my friend Eleven. And we, earlier this year, we'd been friends, we were in friends for years and they'd been dating other people. We'd both been dating other people and decided to open it up a little bit. And as we have this like super creative dynamic together and it's just, you know, a very open and talk about uncomfortable conversations, parts of that were a part of this relationship or are a part of this relationship and dynamic. And we actually talked through that on another podcast and go into more detail. And that's at onkin.co slash muse. We talk about blurring the lines between artist and muse. And it's been an interesting journey (laughs) to say the least, especially in this year. But I think it's part of the beauty of life and relationships are complicated and different people in the mix, different, different uh, dynamics in the mix. So that was uh, a big learning of this year. Number six, life is a dance of the masculine and feminine. This is something that I've been really been playing with and learning more about. And Eleven and I did a workshop in Tulum earlier this year on creating from the yin-yang, the, the masculine dynamic, the masculine-feminine dynamics. And this is something that I've always kind of thought about before, but like becoming more intentional this last year about understanding it and creating. And the masculine is that intention. It's the... It's the the force that, you know, creates the parameters, it creates the sandbox that we get to play in and let the magic, the feminine magic flow. For example, as a photographer, I, you know, this is something I've talked about for a little while, but create your moments. It's a hashtag that I started a long time ago. And that really stemmed from the idea of how I do photo shoots. And it's, it's creating you know, with intention. So you bring in, you intentionally bring in, this is the masculine, the props, the styling, the models, the talent, the hair and makeup and the, the direction that we want to head. And, and that is the masculine energy. And then when we get on set, the feminine, that creates the sandbox to play in and let the magic flow and the movement and the dynamic between the talent, me and the talent, it's the dance. And through that feminine flow in the sandbox and the masculine sandbox creates the magic. It creates the magical photographs. It creates the moments in between that are captured. It creates the art. And so that's a direct reflection of life and, and relating to life or creating your life in that sense and creating or doing everything plant medicine journeys are the same. You create the intention. You you start with intention and in the journey, the medicine flows and takes you where it needs to go. Life is that way. You know, we create life with intention, but then we let go in the in-between and let the feminine energy flow and the magic happen. And the more I create my life in that space, the more magic that happens in my life. And letting go of of attachment to results and to and to the things that we want necessarily and having to have control because once we let go, that's where the magic, that's where the beauty, that's where the synchronicity all happens. It's a beautiful dance and it's a practice. Number seven, money is energy and must stay in a flow cycle. You know, I grew up in a very scarcity driven household. You know, my parents worked a regular job. My dad raised this off of a salary of $55,000. My sister and I, a family of four, and we made it, you know, we weren't rich by any stretch, but they made it, they made it happen. But also came with that was scarcity mindsets, like money doesn't grow on trees and money is the root of all evil and all these different mindsets that now have subconsciously been carried out into my own 
world that I've had to battle. And especially as an artist in an entrepreneurial space, I'm sure you can relate where you have periods of time where there's no jobs or no revenue coming in. And then that gets the scarcity feelings come up and they, they really can haunt you (laughs) and breaking those scarcity loops, those scarcity, mental scarcity loops is a lot. It's a lot of work and it takes a lot of rewiring. And part of that is, you know, money is just energy. It's not a, it's, it's a flow. It's, it's, I mean, it's all made up anyways, you know, it's all ones and zeros and, and how do you think they print trillions and trillions of dollars? They just make it all up. (laughs) So money is, money really is the value that we put on it. And if we keep on holding on to it or we, you know, same with, with, with energy, if we hold on to it, it gets stuck. And I, the more, I'm, as I'm learning, is the more we can give and the more we can keep it flowing through, the more it just comes through. The more we believe that it'll come through, the more it will. And the more we release it and the more we help other people with it, the more abundance and prosperity we receive. And I've been seeing that this year and, and letting go, working through letting go of, of the scarcity feelings that come up. But that's definitely a lot of work. And it's something I've been learning and learning and over, over and over again and reading books about because it's something that's like I've grown up with and it's been a part of my life. So that's one thing. Number eight, managing an extra, yeah, managing an extra layer of fear narrative is like a second career. I mean, have you guys noticed the amount of, of paranoia and fear-driven, fear-mongering craziness that's happening in the world right now? You know, all the, all the, especially, and it comes, goes back to your health, right? They're scared. People are, they're scaring you with, with the, with health concerns and it's most of it's all media play it's social media it's people talking about it it's people being scared out of their minds and this all attributes to your own health and and your nervous system you know when your nervous system is pumped with fear your immune system goes down i think sean stevenson had a podcast about just exactly that the amount of stress that we're under right now with all of this stuff going on is the managing of it is a whole nother career it's a whole nother job to learn and understand health and your own health and how it affects others. And, and this is why there people just want a bandaid put over it and not even have to think about it, but it is something to think about. Um, it's something to research. It's something to really like un- really understand yourself and do your own research about, which is another career. It's another full-time job, but at the, in the long run, having the understanding of it is, is much better. So managing your stress levels, managing the fear that's coming from all that stuff on every side. I mean, there's conspiracy side, there's mass media side, there's so many different narratives flying around right now and learning, you know, not getting buried too deep in any one narrative, I think is the, is the way to be in remaining neutral and neutralizing all of the, the anxiety and fear that comes with all that stuff, I think is huge. For me, meditation every day has, I've had to step that up and do it every day. And, and it's been a huge management tool for me, along with other things, just the same thing, movement, eating healthy, you know, being in the right spaces with friends, the right friends that aren't driving you into a fear state, that are uplifting you. We need that. We need the community. 
which is something that has been taken away, you know, with all this quarantine and isolation and, and it's all, it's all, it's all part of it. Let's see. Number, number nine, creating from a service space is a subconscious battle, especially for the artist. And this is something I've, I've battled for a long time is like how much of what we do is ego driven versus service driven. And it, it's so when you get to the super, super deep root of it, so much of it, especially as an artist, as an entrepreneur, we get so much external validation by what we're creating and what we're building in the world. And that external validation can be turned into an empty neediness and it'll, it can turn into something that we seek all the time. And I was talking to East Forest on this. If you don't know who East Forest is, he's amazing. He does music. Uh, especially for plant medicine ceremonies. Uh, I use a lot in my own ceremonies. And he, we had him on. If you want to check that podcast out, it's onkin.co slash East Forest. But one of the topics we talked about is exactly this. And it's, it's where it's like a snake eating the head and it goes in a circle. And it's, you just have to be really, really mindful of when you create and you re- receive external validation for it, that that isn't the driver and, you know, to create out of service to the world and to make the world a better place is, is the trick. I, you know, I've balanced, I've battled that for so long and, you know, it is, it's so nice to receive external validation. It's just, and, and praise and for the work that you create, but it's also important not to create just to seek that external validation because just like Instagram likes, it's going to go away. You know, it's not who you are. I think finding who you are from a space, from a super, super deep space and accepting who you are and and creating from that space, or creating from a space of service to the world. How can I be of service is what I'm learning and, and practicing in my, in my creation and my intention. Number 10, your joy is your responsibility. Yes, it is. Nothing and no one is ever going to make you happy from the outside. Your own joy is your responsibility. And and this has been an ongoing thing that I've learned, but this this year especially. And I loved having Grace Harry on the podcast uh, where she talks about joy snacks. She's a, a, a joy strategist and has worked with a lot of people like Usher and Jay-Z and and different people and CEOs to help them find, create their own joy in their life through play. And play is something that we need to practice more often because we, as we get older, we forget about it. And creating joy, joy snacks, talk about it more on, on the podcast with Grace, Grace, onka.co slash Grace Harry is the, uh, if you want to check that one out, but having your arsenal of things that shift your state from the in from in an internal space, whether it's meditation, whether it's movement, whether it's jumping on a trampoline or playing or creating from just a, a no expectation space is very important. Number 11, the power of detaching your self-worth from your identity. And this is something that I've come to learn and kind of distill through the identity alchemy process. I mean, through my own years and years of of different identities that I've adopted throughout the time and when one of those big moments was really 
the process of letting go of the egoic identity of being a commercial photographer. It's uh, at a certain point, that's where all my self-worth was coming from was like who I was shooting, what I was shooting, what I was creating in the world. And it goes back to that external validation piece of, of the artist of what you're creating. And when your identity is built in that, and then that goes away, who are you? And for me, I came crashing down because I didn't know who I was without it and letting go detaching that's part of the deconstruction process of identity alchemy is is actually discovering what you need to let go of and your identity your ego is your teammate and that's the way to play this this game of life this matrix however you want to call it i love that quote by by ram das that your ego is your teammate and it's so true when you think that you are your ego that is your identity, right? And really, it's like the ego is just the control station to, to manage and to play this game of life. But when you think that you are, that is when you go down because you, you're going to need all the external validation to survive, for the ego to survive. Uh, one of my favorite books on this is the A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And he talks about all the things that the ego needs to be fed from pain to external validation to it goes deep. It's a book I've read a couple of times and so powerful, but it, it really talks about, you know, detaching from the ego and letting the ego, utilizing the ego as, as a controller or as a, uh, I don't know how you would call it something. It's, it's the way that we need to, to operate in this world. You know, we all still have identities. We also have ego identities, you know, that walk us through this, this earth experience. So detaching yourself from that identity helps. It's something I've thought about a lot this year so there you go 11 things that i learned there's definitely like many many more things but uh these were the top uh the top ones that i've been exploring throughout this last year and looking forward to what's coming up this next year so let's let's hope to a good uh 2022 hold on for a ride and uh yeah if you enjoyed this episode i would love it if you could help us out by leaving us a good review over an apple podcast or or the Spotify's, wherever you listen to your your episodes. You can find the show notes over on the uh, website, onkinradio.com. So with that, thank you for listening. And you know what time it is. Time to create your life by creating every small moment. And we'll see you next time. 